Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. Well, good evening and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we're so happy that all of you are here so that we can serve the Lord together with gladness and joy in our hearts. Amen? Amen. Did you realize that there are only a few days left to this month? Then it'll be November. I mean, seriously, time is flying. As a matter of fact, they're going to um, change the time again. And daylight savings time starts on Sunday, November 5th. So in case you've forgotten about that, now you've been reminded. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you to everyone who comes up to pray before the broadcast. It's such a blessing and a help. Amen. God bless you all. You know, saints, God is with us. He's holding us up in his very arms. He's holding us up in his very arms. These are very trying times for everybody around the world. There's a level of tenseness in the air, wherever you are. It doesn't matter what remote place you live in. It's still there. And we are turning to the Lord for the comfort and the security that only he can offer. And we are allowing the Lord to unearth insecurities in our lives that we don't want to deal with so that we can find his security. Amen? We're heading right into a season where we're going to need God's security in our lives more than ever. And so the Lord is coming to tell us it's time to deal with the insecurities we haven't wanted to deal with. He's told us we had to get rid of our fears, And some of us did, and some of us sort of didn't. And he's telling us that we have to deal with these insecurities from the past. We can't carry them into the kingdom with him. So they've got to go. Amen? They've got to go. And so we're going to allow the Lord to work in our hearts. Amen? We're going to... Allow the Lord to work in our hearts and in our lives to deliver us from these insecurities that we've held on to some of them since childhood. That's a long time to be carrying excess baggage and weight. Amen? To mention all the things that have happened since then. But God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So allow him Uh, to dig up things that you don't want dug up, amen, so that they can be eliminated from your life and his peace and security will rest there instead. 
Amen? Amen. Sometimes we have to go through some uncomfortable parts in order to get the healing that we've always needed. We've avoided that because we figured it might be painful. But that's not how you get healed. Amen? Everybody just wants somebody to wave their hand over the hurt part, and then the heal, then the healing comes, but that's not how God's doing it. No, he's saying you're going to dunk in the Jordan seven times this time. So we'll do whatever he says to do, won't we? Yes, we will, because we want to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord and that bring glory and honor to his name. How terrible it would be if we pass up this opportunity to be healed. And then later on, this is the very thing that trips us up. That would be awful. So we're not going to make that choice, are we, saints? We're going to make that choice that the man made when Jesus came by and he said, well, what's with you? Well, Every time the the angel stirs the water, somebody else jumps in ahead of me. He said, well, I got a solution for that. We're going to take Jesus' solution, right? Amen. And I know that that's the decision you've made, and I'm proud of you. Amen. I also want to encourage everyone that's going to pray for us as we are passing out candy. And tracks. Amen. I want to encourage everyone who will be praying for us and doing spiritual warfare as we pass out candy and tracks. So somebody made a comment to me, and the response is, it's not about the candy, it's about the tracks. But in order to get the tracks in, you got to give them the candy. Amen? Amen. So we're going looking for souls, even if they're big people. Amen? So I thought we could only do the the kids. No, kids come in all sizes. And if you only give it to the little kids, the big kids will get jealous. So let's not start that. Amen. Amen. You got to. You know, we're what we decided to do here was we've just got those little um, zip, the little tiny Ziploc bags, and we put the track and the candy in the same bag. So when they come, they get it all. Amen? Well, Jackie, if you send me the address, I have a few more. I can send you some more if you want them. Okie doke. Thank you. So that's what we decided to do. We decided to put the candy in the track in the little tiny Ziploc bag, and when they get one, they get it all. Amen? And the blood of Jesus over all of us, those that are are, are meeting the little people at the door or wherever, and those of us that are supporting in prayer, God is busy. And we ought to be busy with him. While all the hullabaloo is going on all over the world, 
we need to stick to what Jesus called us to do. We need to keep our eyes focused on our Savior. Amen? He's still in the business of saving souls. He's still in the business of saving souls. Amen? He never quit saving souls. How do you know? Well, when he was on the cross, he got another one. Remember? So we're going to keep right at it. Amen? We want to be a part of the Lord's army. Not necessarily the army that's going across the water. That's somebody else's calling. We're a part of God's army, and we're seeking those that are lost to be saved. Amen. How many tiny candy bars per bag? Ask the Holy Spirit. He's generous. How would you like it if somebody were giving you some? I know you. You would want as many candy bars as you could get. Well, that's too many, okay? Unless they're Tootsie Rolls, that's that's too many. <laughs> Amen. You Oh, you said tiny candy bars. Well, maybe, maybe four will be okay. Anyway, we want to make sure that we give the candy away. (laughs) We want to make sure that we're giving the candy away. Some of us are losing weight, okay? And we're not, that's right, I know, it's the Tootsie Roll. And we're not going to keep all of this candy to ourselves, are we? No, Jesus came to give away salvation. He paid the price. We got the salvation. Amen? Amen. So we're giving it away. We're not eating it, okay? You can't eat your seed. You have to sow your seed, okay? All righty. Now that we got that straightened out, really? Boy, some people are really having a good time with this. (laughs) Okay. I must need to go get some more candy then. I guess I will. I'll do that tomorrow. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for giving us such a sweet assignment. Amen. Thank you for giving us such a sweet assignment. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord He is good. Amen. Amen. So, well, you can do M&M. So, we just want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Amen. This is going to be fun. We're going to enjoy this. And we're going to be happy. (laughs) You all need to. Okay, after a while, we're going to have to pass out toothbrushes, okay? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) After a while, we're going to have to pass out toothbrushes. We'll be fine, though, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, we just like to eat anyway, whether we're fasting or not, okay? This group likes to eat, period, okay? (laughs) 
Oh, you got to have a little fun in God. Amen. He has a sense of humor. Amen. All right. That's so well. But anyway, um, thank God we're not passing out some other things. But praise <laughs> These kids are going to have a great time. The big ones, the little ones, all of those in between, they're going to have a great time. Mm. Anyway, Lord. Is anybody giving away taffy? I don't think so. But anyway, thank you, Lord. This is a fun, sweet assignment for souls. And we're just looking forward to these lovely lives someday coming into the kingdom because of the seeds that we're sowing. Thank you for watering them, Father. And thank you for giving us the increase. Amen. Pastor is no longer eating taffy has grown up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. And spread out. And so she's not eating taffy. <laughs> she's had about enough of that. <laughs> Amen. When they um when they uh did the landing here years ago before they destroyed it, when they first opened it, they had this um uh, place in the landing on the first floor where they made taffy right in front of your face. And I thought that was quite enjoyable. And I wasn't the only one. And then around the corner, they had some other goodies that I thought were quite nice. But those were days of the past. We're looking forward to souls in the kingdom and fewer pounds. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, before I forget, because I'm liable to do just that, we want to take authority, dominion, and power over all the witchcraft that goes on during this season all the way into the new year. The witches want to buy for power because they don't have any better sense. And we bind all the witchcraft and all the sacrifices being done on the hunter's moon, which is supposedly tomorrow. We want to thank you, Lord, that you are decreasing the profitability of Halloween in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that people just will not spend all that money they used to spend on that, that they'll have someplace else to put it. You know, there are many charities that are requesting funds because they give holiday meals to, to the homeless and to those, yeah, I know about that, and to those who are in need. And so a lot of people are making donations uh, to, like, the city rescue mission and other places. And so some people have another um, other things on their heart. And so they're not investing in, in in that kind of thing anymore, or not at least not this time. So we look forward to the Lord touching people's hearts to be charitable because a lot of people don't have anything. And whatever we have, we are grateful because we have it by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. So if that is what you want to do, Ask the Lord, and he'll tell you how he wants you to do it. He'll help you. He always does. Amen. Now, 
uh, some of you spend a little more time with the Lord. He's got some things he wants to say to you personally. And if you're one of them, he will let you know. Amen? He will let you know. And some of you, uh, it is my understanding, need to do some, one, apologizing to the Lord and then some repenting. But you know about that already. So I trust that you will do what you know is right, and the Lord will bless you. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So we're going to get started because Jesus loves us. And he loves cheerful givers. Amen. Amen. Saints, we belong to God. Heavenly Father, we realize that we are not our own. We have been bought with a price, the price of the precious blood of Jesus. We are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. Yet it is not us, but it is Christ who lives within us. The life we now live in the flesh, we live by faith in the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. We embrace your word, Father, which tells us, that we are dead to sin, and our life is hid in Christ and God. Because of your great love, we are risen with Christ, and we will seek those things which are above where Christ sits at your right hand. Father, we commit ourselves to giving you first place in our life at all times. We will seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, and we thank you for taking care of us. Your word declares that our heart will be found where our treasure is. Lord, we want you to be our treasure. You are the one God, the Father of all, and you are our Father. You are above all and through all and in all believers. Help us, Father, to keep you first in our lives and to keep all the priorities of our life in line with yours. Father, we are so honored to be your children, and we appreciate the presence of your Holy Spirit, both with us and within us. Lord, it thrills us to know that you have first place in our life in the here and now. And we rejoice to know that this will continue throughout all eternity, and we will be together forever. You are our love. You are our life. You are our breath. You are our all in all. Amen. You are our all in all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up to you everyone who's having a problem with severe witchcraft attacks. We have several members of our ministry 
that are being directly targeted by COVID and by witches' groups. And so, Father, we lift these persons before you. We ask that you comfort them, that you encourage them, that you uh, raise the level of their faith, that you increase their faith, Father, and that you give them uh, the ability to endure and to fight. You know, after you've been warring for a long time, Father, you get a little tired. But we ask that you give them a refreshing in the spirit that you give them that second wind in the spirit that we need, Father, so that they can continue to do the warfare that you've called them to do. We want to thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We lift each of them to you. We take authority, dominion, and power over weariness in battle over battle weariness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind that devil in the name of Jesus. We bind that devil in the name of Jesus, battle weariness. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about the warriors that were very weary. They were so weary. They had battled for hours and hours and hours and hours, days. And they still found the courage and the strength to walk all the way home, even after all of that. Father, we want to thank you for endurance in the, in the war, endurance in spiritual warfare, strength in spiritual warfare, refreshing in spiritual warfare. The Bible says you quicken even our mortal flesh. So, Lord, we thank you. We ask you, Lord, to help us to throw off things, throw off illness, throw off confusion, throw off weariness, throw off oppression. Thank you, Lord. Throw off depression and delusion. We want to thank you, Lord, that even though we're not physically in the same place, we lock arms together in the spirit, Father, doing the will of God in Jesus' name. We lift them up, Lord, and we ask you to lift them as well. Help them to fight, Father, the way you want them to fight. Help them to fight the way you want them to fight. Help them to take care of their bodies because that's part of the fight as well, taking care of their bodies taking care of their minds, watching over their own spirit, making sure they're forgiving everyone, and still allowing the love of God to flow 
We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. There are those, Father, that are experiencing financial um, shortfalls, we'll call it that way, a season where you're calling us to be faithful even though we don't see where the provision is coming from. We want to thank you, Lord, for helping them to learn to trust you. It's essential to learn to trust the Lord, no matter what circumstances may be. We must learn to trust the Lord, not our emotions and not what we see and feel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we began with this song that we learned about Jesus, be a fence. And you are. You are our protection. You're our safety. You're our high tower, Lord. We depend upon you. We depend upon you. We thank you that you have released additional angels around your people. For this season, Father, in Jesus' name, help us to know that you've got it taken care of. Thank you, Lord. Then no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that rises against us in judgment we condemn. We thank you for the armor of God. We haven't forgotten to wear it. We thank you for your armor, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the scriptures that remind us and that tell us and teach us that you protect us continually, like Psalm 91. We thank you, Lord, that no plague is allowed to come nigh our dwelling. We thank you, Lord, that we'll watch them fall, but we'll only see it with our eyes. We thank you, Lord, that you are our protection. You're our covering. We give you praise, Lord. We lift up other Christians who have not learned these things yet. We lift them up to you, Father, and we ask that you bring them into the knowledge of the truth, that they might walk in confidence, confidence that you love them and that you are going to take care of them and that you've already made the provision for it. In Jesus' name, Lord, help them to understand that that they haven't even read. So we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. We lift up to you, Lord, the situation in each nation that is represented in this ministry. There's some things going on that are displeasing to you. And we are asking, Father, for the adjudications of the righteous judge in each of those situations. We want to thank you that you are are vigilant, Lord. You're vigilant. You know what's happening. You've got it. And we're trusting you. And we're calling on you to judge as you see fit because you are the righteous judge and you release righteous judgment. So we give you praise, honor, and glory, Father. Sometimes we look at it and we think one thing, but you know what is best, and so we are trusting you to do what is best and what is right and what is pure and holy, what is just. We thank you, Lord, for your justice 
walking through the earth in Jesus' name. Lord, we've had some incidences where uh, the police did not necessarily act in the best judgment. We ask you, Lord, to deal with police forces all over the world. Some of them are more of an enemy than they are a protection. Some of them do much better. But, Lord, they're supposed to be directly under your authority. And if directly under your authority, Lord, there needs to be some correcting going on. There needs to be some correcting going on, Lord. There need to be some adjudications released in these issues and circumstances that we are seeing frequently, Lord. So we want to thank you that you're stepping into that, not that you are far from it anyway. But we ask you, Father, to bring justice to those who usually get no justice at all. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father, and we thank you that you haven't forgotten a thing. Amen. You haven't forgotten a thing. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over demonic spells that are released over people during this season. We break their power, and we bind those spells in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to attack Miracle Internet Church or any of its members, and we forbid it to attack anyone else as well. We ask you, Father, to send those spells right back where they came from. They have no business attacking people. You've given no one a a mandate to use witchcraft to attack anybody else. And since it is forbidden, Lord, it should be with the one who thinks it's wonderful. It shouldn't be with anybody else. Father, who are weak in their bodies and even weaker in their minds, they shouldn't be subject to someone else's evil and wickedness. So we ask you, Lord, to have mercy on would-be victims of witchcraft in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the wicked works of the devil, and we send them right back to him in the name of Jesus Christ. We send back all reinforcements in the name of Jesus Christ. We send back all the satanic agendas and wicked plans and decisions that the devil has made. We thank you for thwarting every one of them, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that the demons in the second heaven are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, Lord, for an open heaven in Jesus' name. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We binding all trauma, Lord. And we're binding altars on which people sell their souls to the devil. And we're asking you, Lord, to intervene in the name of Jesus Christ. We're binding unseen people and unseen powers and spirits of greed and lust and insecurity and worry and anger, and envy, and jealousy, and tension, and thank you. We're binding weaknesses such as lying, and stealing, and cheating, and arguing. Father, we want to thank you. We're binding guilt, and fear, 
and self-punishment and unworthiness and phobias and social withdrawal and bad memories and abusers and victimization and multiple personalities and conflicting desires and unforgotten memories. We're binding it all, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We're binding it all, Father. We're binding all the sex altars where uh, people are being sacrificed on those altars due to the wickedness that humans and other entities engage in. There is wickedness, Father, beyond the imagination of the average person, and it's the beyond that we're lifting up to you tonight in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all wickedness, over all injurious programming in Jesus' name. We bind its wicked works in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over omens, and we bind them in the name of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over codes and puppet masters in the name of Jesus. And with your sword, Father, we ask you to cut them free. Cut those free that have been treated as puppets, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you come to set the captive free. We thank you, Father, that you will reach into the realms of the sex trade and the child trafficking trade and you will set the captives free from their captors in the name of Jesus, and that those persons who are involved in these heinous crimes will be brought to justice in Jesus' name. They will be brought to justice in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over spirits that cause people not to want to grow up. They want to continue in childish self-will, self-life, immaturity, always wanting their way, being irresponsible, and an inability to put away childish things. We take authority, dominion, and power over double-mindedness. Amen. Over double-mindedness. You call us to be single-minded, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bind Impulsivity, in the name of Jesus, we bind short attention span. We bind learning disabilities. We bind dyslexia and dysgraphia and dyscalculia. We bind social problems, in Jesus' name. We bind fantasy lust and harlotry and fear of judgment and self-pity, false compassion and depression and discouragement, and hopelessness, and suicide, and shame, and unworthiness. We bind impatience, intolerance, and frustration. We bind perfection. We bind withdrawal. We bind pouting, and unreality, and self-awareness, and timidity, and shyness, and sensitiveness, and talkativeness, and nervous tension, and fear of people, and mental insanity. We bind roots of bitterness and resentment and violence and unforgiveness and retaliation 
and control and unteachableness and self-judgmentalness and stubbornness and rebellion. We bind childish adjustments and those who are suffering mentally. We bind disordered emotions and delusional thinking. We bind frustration of all types in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord, that you have come to set the captive free. You've come to set the captive free. But you see, Lord, the captive has got to want to be free. The captive has got to want to be free. So we thank you, Lord, that our loins are girt about with the spirit of truth, and we have the breastplate of righteousness. We take authority, dominion, and power over religious devils in the name of Jesus Christ. They're not right. They're religious. We bind them at the root, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask that you lay your battle Lord Jesus, to the very root of the problem, that it is cored and reamed out of the lives of the members of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. Every religious spirit, every religious devil, you are bound in the name of Jesus. We bind sacred cows in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind religious idolatry in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father. We bind sex devils of every order, rank, and type in the name of Jesus Christ. Even sex devils that bring sexual diseases, we bind them and their work in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to be bound. We, we bind you in the mind. We bind you in the bloodstream. We bind you in the lymph nodes. We bind you in the privates in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to come out of the people of God in the name of Jesus. We command you to come out of the people of God. All of those spirits that have been named, we command you to come up and out of God's people. You have no right to be there. Their bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You held them in chains, but we are destroying and breaking all the chains in Jesus' name. We are destroying and breaking every chain in the name of Jesus Christ. Every shackle is being destroyed in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to do their work as you have given it to them, as you have given them their assignment, Father, in the name of Jesus. Whatever our issue is, we do not have to remain bound in Jesus' name. We can be free in the name of Jesus Christ. We can be free, whatever it is, however it came, no matter how long it has been there. We don't have to remain bound. We can be free in the name of Jesus Christ. For, Father, you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us, Father. We are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, in the past, in the present, in the future, we condemn it. 
because this is our inheritance as the saints of God. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you and give you praise. We want to thank you. Whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, we think on these things, Father. We think on these things. And our eyes are on you, and we wait on you because you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. We thank you, Lord, that your ways are righteous and you are holy in all of your works. We thank you, Lord, that when we call on you in truth and sincerity, you will hear us and you will answer our prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all of his demonic agents, all of his decisions, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, all of his underlings, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for the eternity. We bind all trafficking, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, Whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons in their attack, Leviathan spirits in their attack, all brainwashing and kundalini spirits in their attacks, water and marine spirits in their attacks, sex devils in their attacks, unclean spirits in their attacks, passive devils in their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits all sorcery devils in their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits in their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils in their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, 5G and all components, everything coming from outer space or from any other galaxy as we know it, everything coming through it by way of any orbit. Uh-huh. Or any planet or any uh, station that has been placed on any planet, anything coming through the satellite, 
through the cell towers, and through our electronic devices. We bind them. All beams coming against us, we raise the shield of faith and deflect them back where they came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. We are binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism and mind control by the occult. We take authority, dominion, and power over these things in the name of Jesus. We bind all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, Chinese, Japanese, European, North American, South American, Islander, indigenous groups, remote groups, all covens, covens of witches, warlocks, wizards, shamans, witch doctors, all kinds of covens, covens of illegal trafficking in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you and we bind your evil works, and we turn the light of God upon your works so they can be seen for what they are. You can't hide anymore. You cannot hide. The cover has been pulled back, and you and your participants are bound. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, wherever there is evil on this planet, We take authority, dominion, and power over it, and we bind it in the name of Jesus. We forgive all such, Father, that should be forgiven by us. And we ask you, Father, to forgive us of our sins in Jesus' name. We bind a global cabal, all of them, each of them, all of those under the umbrella of the Illuminati and all others. We bind solitary Satanists and their wickedness in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Father, to set them free if they will be free. We bind all Hindu practices. Amen. And we bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind 
every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, hyperactivity, low levels of dopamine. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. And we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust. We bind addictions and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, all voodoo dolls, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website and the app. Returning all Cameroonian wizardry. All their black magic jujus, hexes, vexes, and such all tribal witchcraft from any tribe, anywhere, all Chaldean witchcraft, return, all Spanish witchcraft, return, in Jesus' name, all Haitian witchcraft, return, in Jesus' name, all Caribbean Islander, all Costa Rican and Jamaican witchcraft, return, in Jesus' name, breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, high magic, folk magic spells, binding the demons of energies, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, Magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, 
binding and caging Poseidon and all other water demons, stripping them of their crowns and powers, and transferring it to Jesus, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, divining practices, amulets, magic spells and potions, bowls, precious stones, and incantations. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient art, Halloween, mystic rituals, devils attending false flags, and devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La-La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic Spirits and Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, The Outworking of Vain Deceit, Death Spirits, Spirits of Destruction, Chaos and Mayhem, Oppression, Depression, Anarchy, Premonition, Clairvoyance, ESP, Telepathy, Psychokinesis, Out-of-Body Experiences, Reincarnation, Haunting, Poltergeist, Astral Travel, Psychic Healing, Demonic Meditation, Spirit Guides, and Defilement by Wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the King of Pride and all of his underlings, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all human Demonic, blood, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, Weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, Voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, and vow. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, the rituals of every secret society and the works and rituals of all the associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind their powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We bind misleading ourselves. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind our traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. 
We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we have come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to leave us in Jesus' name. We bind any spirits that came through the computer or our phone or coming across any web page. We bind them, return them, and their curses in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem in Israel and Palestine. In Jesus' name, we pray for kings, for all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that have been persecuted or left behind in Afghanistan or some other place. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation. We thank you, Lord, that you have dispatched your angels ahead of us to protect us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the day and night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anything uh, interfering in our dreams, Lord, and we command them to be bound and stay away. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We pull out fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, curses, anything sent to us by the, by the uh, devil in Jesus' name. And we send it back, Lord. It's not ours. We destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and liars. And we break the power of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, and curses, fetishes, witchcraft, bewitchment, potions, jinxes, mind control, voodoo, sorcery, magic, destruction, chanting, incantations, torment, pain, incense and candle burnings, crystals, root works, hoodoo, tribal rituals, sin, Eruka, death spirit. Uh-huh, yeah, death spirit. Channeling. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. And we forbid it to come near us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us protected and under the blood. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Amen. Lord, help us, Lord, to recognize the open doors in our lives, Lord, and to close them by your grace, by your power, by your knowledge, by your word, to close the open doors in our lives in Jesus' name. Father, we return to sender. Hatred, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, blindness, bondage, heaviness, fear, and hate. We ask you, Father, to save all such that should be saved in Jesus' name. And we release the peace and life of Jesus on the saints of Miracle Internet Church in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm binding every demon from my position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm binding every demon in every member of Miracle Internet Church right now in Jesus' name. And the saints said amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service comes from Psalm 29. It's Psalm 29. And our verses for meditation come from uh, Psalm 50. Verses 1 through 6, Psalm 50, verses 1 through 6. Our featured ebook is Spiritual Protection Bible Study, Spiritual Warfare. Thank you, Lord, for life and peace. Well, tonight we're going to talk about just that, life and peace. They're found in our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Saints, the mind of your flesh produces death and the truth. But the mindset of the Spirit of God produces life and peace. Why so, Pastor? Well, because your carnal, bodily, material, worldly mindset usually centers upon basic physical uh, with worldly desires, even sexual appetite. Let me do that one again. Your carnal, bodily, material, worldly mindset usually centers upon basic physical, even sexual appetites with worldly desires. Very little intellectual or moral influence is associated with it. It emphasizes the less desirable aspects of human nature rather than 
being centered in divine influence rather than being centered in divine influence. It has an unfriendly, indifferent, hostile, and alienated motivation. Yes, it has an unfriendly, indifferent, apathetic, hostile, alienated motivation. It emotes hatred with active opposition, even to the point of bitterness in feelings that tend to break out in open hostility against the workings of our God. I'll give you that again. We're talking about the flesh nature. It has an unfriendly, indifferent, apathetic, hostile, and alienated motivation. It emotes hatred with active opposition, even to the point of bitterness in feelings that tend to break out in open hostility against the workings of our God. That's how serious the flesh nature is, our carnal nature. Your flesh does not agree with God at all. Your flesh does not agree with God at all and strongly resents his power and influence in your life. Carnal Christians think that they can claim Jesus Christ as their Savior without fully submitting to him as their Lord. That's what they think, because that's how they act. Amen? They think this is the cafeteria plan, what you like when you get ready. Well, I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't work that way. They act as though they can claim that they love Jesus without fully obeying him and his word. Amen. They act as though they can claim that they love Jesus without fully obeying him and his word. They want Jesus to save them from hell, but they reject his claim as the master of their lives. They want fire insurance, but they don't want Jesus telling them what they can and can't do. They don't want him running their lives or their show. The carnal mindset is at war against God and his way. It is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. It is the direct result of rebellion and corruption, and corruption thoroughly corrupts. So when we honor our old flesh nature, we cannot please God. When we honor and follow our old flesh nature, we cannot please God again. When 
we give in to our own flesh nature, we cannot please God, consistently follows after the desires of the Spirit of God. Consistently follows after the desires of the Spirit of God. Therefore, those saints who are led by the Spirit of God They indeed are the sons of God. As you have been taught, after you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, ruler, master, and savior, you must still renew or make your mindset new by changing from your old belief system teachings of the word of God, then you must submit to the word. Yes, that's right. Even in your spirit and to the in in working of the Holy Spirit so that you can please God, so that you can have peace of mind, so that you can live a godly life. The carnal mind is dominated by selfishness. The carnal mind is dominated by selfishness. That's right. The car- If you want to see the carnal mind, watch a baby. It's very easy to see. They want what they want when they want it. They're not trying to please anybody else. They are manipulators. They are manipulators because they want to get you to do what they want you to do when they want you to do it. And whether they speak your language or not, they expect you to understand them. When they scream, they want you to come running right then, right there on the spot. It does not matter what you are doing. That's the carnal nature right at the guts of it. It's all about me, 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 and me. And I can be a teenager for the rest of my life. That's part of it, too. I don't have to, you hear this in the culture. It was all in that Barbie movie. I don't want to grow up. I don't have to grow up. I don't want to be responsible. I just want to do me. That's the carnal nature. That's the carnal nature, right then, right there. Amen. That's the carnal nature. So, the carnal mind is dominated, taken over, swallowed up in selfishness. It is self-willed, self-focused, and self-seeking. The carnal mind is completely and totally without the ability to surrender wholeheartedly to God. The natural man is unable or unwilling to perceive spiritual reality. So let's go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 2, verse 14. Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 14. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now, saints, don't think about somebody else while this is being preached. Think about you. Think about you. That's right. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not things of the Spirit of God. The carnal man, the natural man, the selfish and self-centered man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned or understood. They're received in the realm of the spirit. They're received by revelation through the spirit of God. No, this isn't some highbrow or spooky situation. It's just when God opens up truth to you. Amen? Amen. The backbone of carnality is lust. The backbone of carnality is lust, which is an unholy, ungodly, unhealthy attraction or desire for something. Amen. We've all run into it at least once. So, when lust grips your heart or your mind, it becomes all-consuming. It takes over. It takes over, especially if you're passive and you do no resisting at all. That's right. When lust grips your heart or mind, it becomes all-consuming that driving force, especially if you are passive and you do little to no resisting at all. God, in his love, gave the children of Israel commandments tended to help them to control the flesh. Yes, God gave them commandments, boundaries, barriers, He gave them commandments intended to help them to control the flesh. You see, the flesh is quite unruly. It doesn't wish to be brought under any control whatsoever. Amen. He gave them commandments intended to help them to control the flesh, to develop Self-control and self-discipline in their lives. Self-control and self-discipline in their lives. It was to help them to get a handle on their lives so that they could begin to focus on the basic, basic truths that would lead them to Christ. They were given help so they could get a handle on their lives, and they wouldn't just run wild 
as we call it, so that they could begin to focus on the basic truths that would lead them to Christ. One of the chief areas of our lives which bursts forth deep insecurity, this is one of them, our carnal nature, it'll do it every time. One of the chief areas, this is one of the chief areas of our lives which burst forth deep insecurities that follow us into our Christian life. It's our thought life which remains carnal, which remains in carnality. Yes, it's the carnal mind. It will be this septic tank of thought, belief, desires, and behaviors that decays when we die. Yes, I called it a septic tank because that's really what it is. It will decay with all of its carnal memories of profanity and unclean thought with all of its memories of hurt and pain, never to be remembered again. All of us have the same battles with the carnal mind. All of us do. And some of us, or maybe I should say most of us, have learned these habits in our growing up environment. Many of us learn these habits, learn these points of view, learn these mindsets, mindsets, learn these perspectives in our growing up experiences and beyond, and we've held on to them. Even after we became Christians, we held on to them. But God is saying it's time to let go. Amen? You know, the folks that raised you, the folks that you, the community that you grew up in, they had certain ways of looking at certain things. And you, not knowing anything else, went right along with it. You incorporated it even into your adult life. But when you came to Christ, you found out that those things were sin and that they had no business in your life to begin with. See, some people, even though they came to the knowledge that God was not pleased with it at all and that these kinds of things were sin, they just kept right on going. They just kept right going, just like the Energizer Bunny. They just kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on because that was their habit and their routine, and they didn't want to let go. They did not wish to let go. They wanted to hold on to the wrong thing. Amen. Some of it, uh, trauma brought into our lives. Trauma. Traumas pushed away into our souls and deposited themselves and fear and doubt and unbelief and insecurities went in too. But God is saying, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Amen. That's the way it goes, saints. It will decay with all of its carnal memories of profanity and unclean thoughts, with all of its memories of hurt and pain and suffering, never to be remembered again. All of us have the same battles with the carnal mind. Some battle evil thoughts. Some battle pride. With many, it is habitual worrying. Some of us, it's perfection. With others, it's planning their own future outside the known will of God. The carnal mind is there. It doesn't just go away because we receive forgiveness of our past sins. We are instructed by the scriptures not to give in to that mind. We are instructed repeatedly, especially in the book of Proverbs. We are instructed not, not, not to give in to that mindset but instead to war in faith by God's grace to become spiritually minded. Start thinking like God. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Why? Because you don't know what you're doing. Amen? God has given us a sound mind, saints. He gave it to us. He gave us a sound mind. We must choose to possess it. All of us are aware that this is a constant battle. This is a constant battle. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you. Let this mindset, the Christ mindset, be in you instead of the mindset you've already had. It's time for change. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. This teaches us that the mind of Christ is set on one thing. The mind of Christ is set and focused on one thing. Jesus' mind was set on one thing, to obey his Father and to suffer the death of the cross. That's right. You know, I've taught you that before. Jesus was focused. He didn't have a distracted, confused mind. He was strong against the devil's opposition. 
and wiles of temptation. We should be too. Jesus had war with his fleshly mind as he wrestled in the Garden of Gethsemane. You see, when you wrestle to the point that blood drops out of your brow instead of sweat, that's, that's serious warfare. Amen? But Jesus had to become sin for us and had to lay down his life, though he had never sinned. He did what we could not do for ourselves. The mind of the flesh did not want to suffer the pains of the cross, but Jesus overcame. Jesus overcame. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, Verse 42, Jesus speaking, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Mark, the gospel of Mark. Chapter 14, verse 36. Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 14, verse 36. Amen? Amen. Jesus speaking, and he said, Abba, Father, All things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. Amen? See, Jesus had a will just like we've got one. He came in human flesh. He met the battle that we faced. To walk in the will of God, it's a battle. Spiritual warfare requires to walk in the will of God, to see to it that God's will is what is done in our lives, not our own. Amen. Amen. Think about it for a moment. Jesus had to fight. Some of us don't want to bind the devil. Well, how are you going to overcome if you don't? Just how is that going to happen? Amen? Here is a fitting description of the fleshly mind that wants to worry instead of trust. Jesus had to trust. The carnal mind will recall and rehearse and recall and re-rehearse evil jokes at the most unfavorable and inappropriate occasion. The carnal mind 
will gladly retain and hold on to all memories of sin, past traumas, and pain. If it was awful, our carnal mind is going to hold on to that memory and play it over and over and over and over and over again until we just put our foot down in Christ and say no more. Until we put down, when we put down our foot and say no more. In the name of Jesus, we bind our carnal mind and we loose over ourselves 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. We loose over ourselves 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. Well, why? Because it works. Amen? That's why. Because it works. It says in verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, pulling down of strongholds. What strongholds? Here is the description. Casting down imagination. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, that's where the strongholds are, to the obedience of Christ. There, that explains it. Carnal mind is what we struggle with when the attractiveness of the opposite gender challenges our desire to be spiritual. I know none of you have gone through any of that, now have you? But I believe quite a few of you have. Amen? We must allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to live The crucified life. The crucified life? What do you mean, Pastor? Jesus already died. What do you mean, a crucified life? Well, we need to learn about that because it's something we must do. Amen? It's something that we must do. Yes, that's what we must do. It's not optional. It's mandatory. That's right. We have to live a crucified life. You say, well, Jesus already got on the cross. Why do I have to live a crucified life? Well, first of all, The part of you that doesn't have any intentions whatsoever of obeying Jesus and submitting to him, uh, that's the part that's going to try to keep you from living a life that's not crucified, where you die to that part. That's right. You have to die to that part. 
That's right. Jesus gave us a perfect example. You have to die to the part that wants what it wants when it wants it. That's right. That's it. You have to die to the part that wants what it wants when it wants it. Well, well, what's wrong with me wanting what I want when I want it? Well, we just talked about that. Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done to his father so that he could fulfill the will of the father while he was in the earth. That's what has to happen in all of our lives. You see, we really do want to go to heaven, and it's the ones that do the will of God that get to go. Amen. That's the way it goes. You say, I bind my flesh in Jesus' name, and I loose Galatians 5.16, 2.20, and Galatians 5.16 over me. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen? Amen. That's what we're doing. We want to live lives that are pleasing to the Lord. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. I'm so crucified that the same nails that hung him on the cross are still hanging me, so I can't do what I would do. When you get on my nerves, I can't turn around and blast you. Why? Those nails took care of that. Amen. When you get on my nerves, I can't tell you where to go. Why? Because those nails took care of that. I can't run out and chase men or chase women and act like foolish people do, like heathen do. Why? Those nails took care of that. Amen? Those nails took care of that. Amen. The nails took care of that. As Christians, we understand that physically abusing and mutilating the body does not change ungodly character. No, in the mind and soul is where our battle lies. Saints, this is the part of us which would refuse such a sacrifice as our loving Lord provided. 
We say that we attend church and enjoy the teaching. We worship the Lord and have love toward the saints. But yet, there is one part which refuses to cooperate and refuses to receive. Yes, it is that same part that was in rebellion, a.k.a. witchcraft, for so long. Because rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Yes, it is. When you see rebellion in your life, you see witchcraft in your life. It's that serious. <clears throat> the part that enjoys self-indulgence, judgmentalism, stubbornness, foolishness, defensiveness, pride, nation being led by our own feelings and emotions, compromise, childishness, distraction, wrong attitude, an undisciplined mouth, manipulation, uncleanness, fear, and doubt, that part. This part of our soulish nature that refuses to die and refuses to bend or bow. I think you've located it now. Could this be the reason that so many sincere believers fall by the wayside and return to sin? Is this Satan's playground? You decide. Well, the scriptures show us that Jesus does not dwell in us through our carnal, soulish nature. No, he is living in us by faith. This truth helps us. This truth comforts us. This truth strengthens our security in Jesus. Our faith must work apart from our soulish nature. Our faith must work apart from our soulish nature. Our faith works in and flows out of our heart, our spiritual nature, our inner man, and from this place, our faith operates. Hmm? Our faith must work apart from our soulish nature. It works in and flows out of our heart, our spiritual nature, our inner man. And from this place, our faith operates. Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 9. 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 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, you know that mouth is going to get cleaned out, confession is made unto salvation. Amen. These scriptures tell us plainly that with our mouth we draw the line. Our mouth We draw the line. We announce our position and our stand. We announce our position and our stand. But it is with our heart that we believe. You know, the Bible says that we believe, therefore we have spoken. We believe in our heart, therefore we have spoken with our mouth. But it is with the heart that we believe, for with our hearts we believe those truths that move us into righteousness, and with our mouths a profession, a confession is uttered that propels us into salvation. Acts chapter 16, verse 32. Acts chapter 16, verse 32. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. They unto him the word of the Lord. When we hear the word of, the, of God, we have an opportunity to decide. With our, our our minds and our wills, are we going to receive this? Are we going to accept it? Are we going to believe it? But once we have decided to believe it, to put trust in it, then we open our mouths and speak forth that truth. Ah, The glories of salvation. We soon learn, however, that faith does not function by feeling. Faith does not function by feeling. Faith does not function by feeling. Faith worketh by love, the Bible says. Didn't say anything about a feeling. Mm. Some of you are going to have to recast to get that part. Because you've lived your whole life out of your feelings and emotions. And everybody in your family lives their lives out of their feelings and emotions. But that's not how you follow Jesus. Some of us are yet to learn this effectively. We think our feelings and emotions are supposed to set 
the template for our decision. But we are wrong in that thing. Feelings and emotions are not the drum major in our lives. Our feelings and emotions are supposed to be at the back of the line. Amen? Our feelings and emotions are supposed to be at the back of the line. Our spirit man that has direct contact with the Holy Spirit is supposed to be up front being led by the Holy Spirit into the things of God, doing it God's way every day. Our feelings and emotions and our intellect are supposed to be further back and not yelling up to the front. We eventually discover the uprisings of the fleshly carnal mind. Yes, all the saints before us had this warfare as well, paired to deal with your own flesh nature, which always seeks to discourage you until you depart this life. It hangs around. Remember, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane defeating it so that he could go stand before Pontius Pilate and go through all the horrors that he had to endure until he could say, it is finished. That's the price. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. Yes, if we are submissive to God and resist the demonic and carnal temptations of our fallen nature, we overcome. Yes, we have something to overcome. Yes, we do. But we must learn to say no to self consistently. Trying to run and hide from the enemy will not make us victorious in Christ. Saints, you are not smarter than the devil. He has too much experience. However, you can talk. You can out-talk him. Yes, you can. Jesus did it, and you can do it too. In Luke chapter 21, verse 15. Luke chapter 21, verse 15. Luke. Chapter 21 and verse 15. He said, This is a promise to us, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. 
Satan and his agents are our adversaries. And God is promising to give us a mouth and wisdom. Not just a mouth. A mouth and wisdom. So that our adversaries won't gain the upper hand. Amen. Amen. Titus. Chapter 1, verse 9. Titus, chapter 1, verse 9. Titus, chapter 1, verse 9. Holding fast, holding to it the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. To exhort and to convince the gainsayers. You've got to hold on to the faithful word that you've been taught, the sound doctrine that you've been taught. You've got to stand with the word of God and not desert. Ephesians. Chapter 6, verse 17. Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 17. Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. That's what Jesus did. Yes, it is. That's what Jesus did. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick. That means it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and, and of the joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God is so powerful that it can pick up and expose the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Jesus said, it is written. So why don't you? Jesus said, it is written. So why don't you? Why don't you? The Lord is trying to help us think. He is trying to help us to overcome this source of so much frustration. Amen? Our carnal thoughts can only be overcome by the right verbal use of the tongue. And see, we give you an additional weapon. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, bind every thought. 
bind every thought. Bind, discipline yourself to bind every thought. It makes Christian living so much more joyful. Amen? Amen. Our carnal thoughts can be overcome by the right verbal use of the tongue. Only with powerful words of faith in Scripture can we successfully defeat the greatest source of our insecurity. The tongue will either speak out of the flesh, it'll speak out for either for the flesh or for the heart. You know, it's going to vote. That's what it's going to do. The tongue is going to vote. And it's either going to vote for the flesh or it's going to vote for the heart that's in faith. If we use our tongue to give aid and comfort to the flesh, then the heart, that which we believe with, the same part, that God-given spirit within us that knows our creator can do all things, that part of us, if we allow our tongue to give aid and comfort to the flesh, Our heart is neutralized, it's offset, it's nullified, and it's voided. Well, what do you mean by that? Okay. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of of the tongue, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So the tongue has power, but it must be utilized to bring us to life. God said he set before us two ways, death and life. Choose life that you and your seed may live. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So if you love what it says in death, that's the fruit you're going to eat. If you love what it says in life, that's the fruit you're going to eat. Amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. Amen? Amen. If in our carnal, fleshly mind we receive doubt, fears, and unbelief, which we have carried over 
from childhood and beyond and then continue to practice them and then continue to live them. We are truly carnal Christians, weak and sickly, and remaining very, very insecure. If in our carnal, fleshly minds we receive doubts, fears, and unbelief, which we have carried over from childhood and beyond, and then continue to practice them and re-rehearse them and live them, we are truly carnal Christians, weak and sickly, remaining very, very, very insecure. Saints, the Holy Spirit will teach you if you ask him to and are obedient to him how to combat the temptations which come to our flesh by what we have seen, heard, and experienced. Yeah, I'll say that again for you. Saints, the Holy Spirit will teach you if you ask him to and are obedient to him how to combat the temptations which come to our flesh by what we have seen, heard, and experienced. There is an answer to Satan's temptation to the fleshly carnal mind. Really? That's right. It is to use the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord? that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. He said he'd given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind, a well-disciplined mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. Romans chapter 7, verse 25. Romans chapter 7, verse 25. Romans chapter 7, verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. So now we have to choose what we're going to do. Chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
instead of our old carnal nature. Will. That's right. Your will is determined. That speaks out loud and says, just as Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. The words of the mouth spoken out of the mind of Christ in the depth of the heart will offset the evil that appeals to the carnal nature. Childhood and beyond insecurity, if allowed to go unchallenged, will always interfere with the Lord's security that wants to flow from our hearts where he is enthroned and out of our minds stepping over our carnal nature. To build us up in the spirit. That's right. Childhood and beyond insecurity. Because you know you didn't get them all in childhood. Some of them were beyond childhood. If allowed to go unchallenged, always interfere with the Lord's security that he wants us to flow from our heart where he is enthroned and out of our mind, stepping over our carnal nature in order to build us up in the spirit. Saints, we must confess the Lord as the source and the strength of our lives. We must confess the Lord as the source and the strength of our lives. Then we are free to become what he wants us to be. How do we know? Well, Joseph showed us this in the Old Testament. Joseph said, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? It came out of his mouth, out of his heart, not out of his flesh. Then he put action feet to his prayer. Faith outworks, saints, is dead. I pray that you got something out of these words tonight and that you will recast the broadcast and allow these words to deeply penetrate your heart and your mind because this, this is what we need. This is what we need. This is what I've been preaching to you for the past four and a half years. Amen? These sermons are all connected together, and they take us up one stair at a time if we will apply them to our lives. Amen?
Amen. You're welcome, Brother Marshall. Amen. You're going to have to play these uh, last sermons over and over and over and over again till it gets deep, deep, deep down in you, almost to the point where you can talk it to yourself while you're brushing your teeth. That's how deep it's got to go. It's got to get in there. So you got to play it while you're doing your play it while you're doing your exercise body. Amen. And while you're doing whatever else it is you got to do. This word has got to go deep 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 inside of us so that we will receive the result that God has promised. Amen. You know it's wonderful for God to promise us things and to give us the enablement to receive the things he's promised. But we've got to do our part. Amen? We must do our part too. So let me get on down the road here. Amen. Let me get on down the road here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God's trying to help us. We need to receive his help. Amen. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Canada is yet again ramping up paranoia about China. Ottawa claims that Beijing has engaged in a bot-powered, B-O-T, bot-powered famouflage campaign on social media aiming to discredit China's critics among Canadian politicians and MPs, including Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Over the past few months, Canada's intelligence services have repeatedly claimed China is influencing its politics in a malign way. Although they have never provided substantive evidence that this is the case, yellow peril paranoia has become the new normal in the country, and it is repeated as such by the establishment media. Hint, hint. There they go again. Chief among those promoting this cyber interference narrative is the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, or the ASPI. You remember Russiagate? Okay, they spent all of that time trying to convince us of all of those lies. And when it's all said and done, it's still a lie. It started out a lie. They stirred up a lie. They made up a lie. And when it's all over, it's still a lie, but they spent our money on it. I just want you to remember that. Keep using the same tactics over and over. ASPI, or the Australian Strategic Policy Institute, is an inauthentic 
think tank, which is funded by the Australian Department of Defense. Several Western defense energy industry corporations and the U.S. Department of State. Wouldn't you know it? Why China would have such an agenda in interfering in a country as inconsequential as Canada, what does not even make its own, which does not even make its own foreign policies, instead of following the American lead on everything, remains to be seen. Yet one thing is evidently clear, as has been with the past. Russian interference narratives, accusations of foreign influence, and social media manipulation are used to justify and mandate censorship and narrative control, shutting down non-elite opinions as conspiracy theories promoted by adversarial states. 2016 was a year that changed the world primarily because it represented the first moment in history when social networks were universally recognized for their capability to sway public opinion and elections in in ways Western elites had never seen before, providing a new challenge to their monopoly over media discourse. Indeed, in that year, the victories of the Leave campaign in the referendum on Britain's EU membership and of Donald Trump in the U.S. presidential race proved to be among the most shocking. Unexpected and controversial election results ever which played into a deeply polarized climate divide in these respective countries. The result of these outcomes was that establishment elites in these countries, especially the U.S., began a campaign to denounce the legitimacy of the results by depicting them as the product of a state-backed interference campaign from Russia. Oh, let's blame it on the Russians. It thus became the popular, if conventional, narrative in the U.S. that Trump's victory was attributed to Putin. While the social and economic disillusionment that propelled him to victory was dismissed, But there was also more to it than that. The weaponization of Russian interference ushered in a new era whereby state structures in the West began to exert increased power over the anarchy of social media and use the pretext of national security in order to police narrative. As this new environment emerged, new buzzwords emerged, misinformation, bot accounts, fake news, just a few. Thus, military-industrial complex-funded organizations such as the ASPI sprung up 
to soak up funding and provide consultancy on these so-called foreign threats. This would act as a reinforcement to the narrative that was being crafted and thus inject fear, F-E-A-R, into the population. With these foundations laid, it has been true that with every new crisis to hit the world, state control over big social media platforms has increased. 2018 to 2019, it had become the policy to effectively start banning, deplatforming, and demonetizing the worst deemed offenders to the conventional narrative. By the time of the COVID-19 pandemic, it became the norm to silence those who spoke out about lockdowns and vaccines. Then, following the Ukraine war, Western social media policing was taken to a whole new level, which actively involved the outright censorship and banning of media outlets who provided a different outlook on the conflict. The specter of foreign interference, as it was called, has allowed Western countries to become more authoritarian as they seek to wrest back narrative control from social media. This had given people power and access to information they previously did not have, which is ironic, given that they accused China of doing just that. Thus, when Elon Musk took over Twitter, which is now X, policies drew threats from the European Commission because the social network is deemed to be inadequately following its censorship agenda. Thus, as Beijing is routinely accused of interfering in Canada, remember where that can lead. Such a narrative will allow the Canadian government, among others, to exert more control over social media platforms and silence dissenting voices, not just on China, but a variety of topics. They're going to tell you what to think, what to believe, what to buy, and what to want, and what to do, and what to wear, and and give them your money. Give them your money. We're going to stoke your emotions till you give them your money. You got it? Okay, but it has always been an age-old political tactic to close down open open debate on a subject by creating and instrumentalizing fear, arguing that to take a particular view on a matter constitutes a threat to the nation and that those who are pushing that point of view are in some way compromised. You know, she got up there and said, we need to be reprogrammed. Well, who programmed her? Thus removing any merit, logic, or reason to the argument in question. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning 
Israel's claim that it is only bombing Gaza to eliminate Hamas is insane, political analyst Jackson Hinkle said in an interview. He argued that Israeli forces appear to be focusing on targeting the civilian population of Gaza in their ongoing campaign. They bombed everything but Hamas inside of Gaza. The host of the dive with Jackson Hinkle said, accusing Israel of targeting various civilian infrastructure, including hospitals, schools, UN and Red Crescent facilities, mosques, churches, homes, and even evacuee convoys. Convoys. The analyst suggested that this is because Israel does not want a Palestinian state and that the true purpose of its operation in Gaza is not to defeat Hamas, but rather to force Palestinians out and take over the enclave once and for all. The reason why they're doing all of this is that they know they can't defeat Hamas. That's why they haven't gone in Gaza, into Gaza. They know that if they will, they'll probably have a response from many Arab states and maybe Iran as well. They know that in a war of that magnitude, they wouldn't win, Hinkle claimed. He argued that while Israeli authorities have attempted to paint Hamas as being aligned with or comparable to Islamic State, formerly known as ISIS, Israel's own actions in Gaza seem to closely resemble terrorist attacks. Commenting on Washington's announcement that it will stand forever with Israel and President Joe Biden's proposal of a, wait for it, $14 billion package of military aid to the Jewish state, Hinkle call to defund Israel and defund Ukraine as well. Why is it that U.S. taxpayer dollars are going to nations like this? Or more importantly, nations that are committing such horrific war crimes on a daily basis, he questioned. He stated that the U.S. is currently experiencing a crisis on its own southern border and is dealing with over 500,000 homeless people, 60,000 of which he claimed are veterans. It makes no sense to me that we're doing this, and Joe Biden just sent about 900 U.S. Marines to Israel, Hinkle said, adding that he believes we're about to see a very big war, and we bind Zeus and his accompaniment in Jesus' name. The Israel Defense Forces, IDF, have been relentlessly bombarding Gaza for almost three weeks, following the October 7th surprise attack on Israel by Hamas, which claimed 1,400 lives. The Gaza Health Ministry 
has since reported that Israeli strikes have killed over 7,000 people. On Friday, the ministry published the names of 6,747 people, including 2,665 children. It It claims have been killed by the IDF. It noted that the list is incomplete as many bodies remain unidentified or missing. So we ask for adjudications from the righteous judge concerning such. Thank you, Lord. We are requesting a... By the way, I want to say this because it's the right thing to say. Jesus Christ died for Israelis and Palestinians, and he loves them both. Enough said. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. A major Russian university is launching a course to train submersible drone operators at its military school. The new program was announced on Thursday by the Far Eastern Federal University, which is based in Vladivostok in Russia's Far East. It will be taught starting next year by the on-campus military training center. The Far Eastern Federal University has accumulated unique experience in underwater robotics, and our military center has the most advanced equipment. This tandem of scientific knowledge and knowledge and technology is best suited for the new course. Boris Korobek, the president of the university, was quoted in a statement as saying, graduates will know how to conduct surveillance of underwater engineering systems, ship hulls, and bodies of water, according to the university. They will also learn how to use unmanned craft to prevent attacks by divers saboteurs and protect infrastructure from other threats. School classes will involve piloting a small civilian drone called the Marlin 350, the university said. It can apparently be used to a maximum depth of 350 meters for which it is rated as specified by its producer, the Moscow-based firm Tetis Pro. The craft has visual and echo sensors as well as a manipulator and can be deployed from a vessel off from shore. The university said it has ordered a small motorboat for the training program. The announcement incidentally came days after investigators in Finland reported their conclusion about the damage done earlier this month to the Baltic Connector, an undersea gas pipeline. The National Bureau of Investigation said the anchor of a Chinese-registered container ship likely caused it. Two undersea telecommunication cables were also compromised in the same incident. Last week, before details about 
what had happened emerged, there was speculation in some European nations that Russia may have deliberately sabotaged the energy link in an alleged clandestine undersea operation. NATO Secretary General Jen Stolenberg called the pipeline NATO critical infrastructure and pledged a united and determined response by the U.S.-led bloc if sabotage were confirmed. Latvian President Edgar Rinkovic suggested that NATO should close the Baltic Sea to Russian shipping. If Moscow was behind it, and should similar incidents continue? So we request the adjudications of the righteous judge concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Mustafa Suleiman, the billionaire co-founder of Google DeepMind, Artificial Intelligence Technology, has warned that a super pandemic developed through AI and genetic engineering is one of the biggest threats facing the planet. He made the warning in an episode of the Diary of a CEO podcast. According to him, the ability to engineer a deadly pandemic such as the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, could potentially become commonplace before the end of this decade. He added that in the next five years or so, a regular person could easily download the instruction set for a pandemic that's more lethal than anything the world has encountered so far. He warned that this is why the world needs containment. Technology is is evolving quickly, and he added that it is crucial to limit access to the tools and the know-how to carry out that kind of experimentation, especially since many people are often experimenting with dangerous materials, he said. Something dangerous, (coughs) like anthrax, can't be bought over the Internet making it hard to freely experiment with. But while it is difficult to turn anthrax into a weapon of mass destruction, it is possible to grow the bacteria in a lab and distribute small quantities piecemeal, even through the mail. According to Norman Shevel, dean of Iowa State University's School of Veterinary Medicine, Growing anthrax is easy, and you can even grow it overnight. Until the mid-1990s, the U.S. government didn't keep detailed information on who shared and sold samples of anthrax and other dangerous bacteria. In the mid-1980s, before the Persian Gulf War, the not-for-profit biological supply company American Type Culture Collection sold three strains of anthrax to Iraq. Some say Iraq used the bacteria to create biological weapons. In 1995, Larry Wayne Harris, a laboratory worker at Ohio State University, obtained three vials 
of bubonic plague from American type by falsifying a university letterhead. Harris pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud. He was a member of the Aryan Nation, a white supremacist group, and he claimed to have had cultivated anthrax by taking samples from a 20-year-old burial site for cattle that had died of the disease. Congress realized that lab controls were lax, and it passed a law in 1996 that strictly limits the interstate shipment of anthrax and other pathogenic strains. Researchers who plan to work with anthrax must first receive a license from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. Shippers must also inform the government when they send an anthrax sample, while researchers must acknowledge receipt. According to Suleiman, Suleiman, however, I've just messed up his name real good. In a few years, the very best of these tools could be capable of creating new synthetic pandemic pathogens, emphasizing the need to restrict access to those things. When talking about the future of genetic engineering, he said the darkest scenario is that people will experiment with synthetic pathogens that could end up accidentally or intentionally being more transmissible. They can spread faster or be more lethal. He also warned that advanced artificial intelligence technology is getting cheaper and easier to obtain at an alarming rate because the tech is being made open. This means anyone can get their hands on the technology, and people can use it to help them cheat on their exams or develop a virus that could paralyze the world. He also highlighted the need for an international treaty with America's perceived enemies, such as Russia and China. Such a treaty could help limit the use of advanced artificial intelligence and genetic manipulation, genetic modification, genetic engineering. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning an indigenous man from Canada who decided to transition into a woman is upset at Canada's health care system for rejecting uh, his, her request for euthanasia after a botched fake vagina installation left her with severe chronic pain. The transgender named Lois Cardinal is a self-proclaimed sterilized First Nations post-op transsexual who lives on a native reserve near St. Paul, Alberta. Cardinal, who goes by Duchess Lois on social media, now lives with so much pain that he, she wants to kill him herself with help. But Canada's euthanasia system rejected his, her request. It's taking this psychological burden on me, Cardinal wrote online. If I'm not able to access proper medical care, I want 
I don't want to continue to do this. Cardinal's vaginoplasty procedure was performed back in 2009 and almost immediately resulted in serious complications. Cardinal says he, she feels constant pressure, pain, and discomfort in the area around her fake vagina, which was made from his natural penis. A recent study out of the University of Florida, of all places, explains that most neo-vagina recipients develop these kinds of serious complications, which include pain during intercourse and bladder problems. I'm in constant, this five-year-old is quoted as saying, Keep in mind that Canada's health care system is one of the most liberal in the world. There is almost no bizarre procedure, especially trans-related, that it will not perform on the taxpayer dime. It is probably because Cardinal wants to die after his, her trans procedure that the Canadian health care system is saying no because it would reflect very badly on the trans industry, which cannot afford to have transgenders with regret making headlines for euthanasia following their procedures. In order for a neo-vagina to work, it must be dilated regularly to stop it from collapsing. Cardinal is apparently tired of having to do this, or perhaps it is not working properly to relieve her pain, his, her pain and discomfort, so he, she simply wants to end it. Cardinal posted documents online that include formal requests under Canada's medical assistance in dying law that should allow him, her to die with help. Cardinal's underlying problems, as listed on the documents, include pain anxiety related to neovagina for gender affirmation. The first doctor Cardinal consulted referred to his her referred him her to a specialist that ultimately rejected her medical assistance in dying request. Based on current clinical information and consultations, the patient does not meet the necessary criteria, the doctor wrote. The doctor further revealed that Cardinal was trying to raise money for corrective treatment at a gender clinic in Montreal and that Cardinal could be reassessed for the medical assistance in dying in the future in the event of a change in clinical status. The patient is aware that he, she can contact me again for her on his, her ongoing journey for an assisted death, the practitioner added, stating that he or she was told about the means available to relieve cardinal, cardinal suffering. Under the law, Canada's assisted suicide program allows any adult with a serious and incurable illness, disease, or disability, or who is in an advanced state of irreversible decline to die with the help of a doctor. Instead of having his or her request for assisted suicide granted, Cardinal was prescribed a numbing cream for her fake penis, which she says doesn't work to relieve the pain and discomfort. 
There is never a good reason to permanently mutilate your body, no matter what gender you feel like. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications on such. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a new survey conducted by Redfield and Wilton Strategies for Newsweek found that 44% of young people between the ages of 25 and 34 believe that it should be a criminal offense for someone to use incorrect pronouns in reference to a transgender. Nearly half of the millennial demographic believes that misgendering, as they also call it, should be a crime in the United States, while just 31% that misgendering should count as freedom of speech under the First Amendment. One in four millennials indicated uncertainty as to whether or not misgendering should be a crime. The 35 to 44 age group offered similar feedback, with 38% of them saying they are in favor of criminalizing misgendering. Conversely, 35% of 35 to 44-year-olds say they are against making misgendering a criminal offense. Just like the millennial demographic, roughly one in four or 26% of people aged 35 to 44 say they have no idea or no opinion as to whether or not using incorrect pronouns in reference to a transgender should constitute a crime. The issue of misgendering is at the front of the national conversation as the culture war rages between the angry LGBTs who want everyone to obey their every command and normal society that just wants the groomers to keep their perversions to themselves. Nearly half of the country has banned the use of puberty blockers and hormones for children under the age of 18 while the other half is pushing to become a sanctuary for gender-focused children to flock for gender-affirming care. Much of Europe, including Norway and other left-leaning countries, has banned transgender mutilation procedures for children. But in the U.S., the leftist contingent is pushing to expand transgender mutilation procedures to even younger children than already qualify for them. Federal courts in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, and Indiana blocked attempts by state legislatures to ban transgender mutilation care. But Kentucky and Tennessee, along with 18 other states, have successfully banned it. Among all age demographics, only 19% of Americans support the idea of criminalizing misgendering, while 65% say they vehemently opposed to such laws ever taking effect. Interestingly, among Generation Z, which includes people between the ages of 18 and 24, there is much less support for making misgendering a crime than among millennials and middle-aged people. Just 33% of Americans aged 18 to 24 believe that misgendering should be a crime, while 48% disagree with the notion. If requested to do so, 37% of Generation Z indicated that they would respect the wishes of the transgender person 
and use the pronouns requested. Just 17% that they would ignore such requests. 28% said their response to such a question would depend on the person asking for it, meaning that meaning if they knew the transgender personally, then perhaps they would agree to use alternative pronouns. 17% said they were unsure what they would do in such a scenario. U.S. prisons are beyond overcrowded, as it is, one commentator uh, wrote about how the last thing the country needs is more people incarcerated. This is really true. Then parents should blame the schools for pressuring kids and others to believe misgendering is a crime, wrote another. In America, the First Amendment is freedom of speech. A third commentator pointed to social media as a major driving factor in this sentiment as influencers like Tranny Dylan Mulvaney are confusing their followers with LGBT propaganda. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Amen. That was a nice, interesting situation to read. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, it's prayer time. Wow. (laughs) Father, we we certainly thank you that we're here for such a time as this. Uh, I had no idea a few years back that anything like this could ever happen, what people used to call the United States of America. We thought we were one nation under God, under well, one people, <laughs> given the God-given right, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, not uh, given rights by uh, politicians who were stuck in there by somebody else or, or whatever, or um, AI uh, uh, people running social media sites. Father, these these items that Dr. Sabrina has just read through are are just such an interesting um, comparison <clears throat> to, to your word and what you thought. Father God, when when you heard about what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you know, Father Abraham came and said, well, if, if you find, you know, 40 righteous people, well, if, it just, if, if you're lacking five of them, would you destroy all of them for just the lack of five? No, I won't destroy all of them for the lack of five. He got down to 10 people. He could find just ten people in Sodom and Gomorrah. He wouldn't have destroyed it. And there was his, there was Father Abraham's nephew Lot. And and he he was grieved by what was going on there. But Father God, he didn't seem to rescue a lot of people from that place. His daughters got out, but they were a little confused. But even his son-in-law, his sons-in-law, they just they just thought he was crazy. They, you know, they didn't. And his wife, oh my goodness, she wanted to look back. Oh, I can't leave Whole Foods. I mean, I can't leave Google. I mean, I can't leave whatever it is, Amazon. Excuse me. I can't leave. I know they didn't have that back then. But, you know, she thought, well, I can't possibly just, just leave the, the comforts, creature comforts, Father God. But, but Father God, she made a little boo-boo. Maybe she didn't hear God's commandment or the, through the angels. Don't look back. Forgetting what is behind of what, what this enemy has been doing. We need to go forward with Jesus, Father I remember one particular verse that Pat Holliday really managed to get 
Oh, where did I put it? I thought I had it open the Bible open to it. Where is it, Lord? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. There it is. Is that it? There it is. In, in Psalm 10, Psalm 10, verse um, 16 and 17, but in verse 17. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Oh, and it says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Thou, Lord, hast heard the desire of the humble. Oh, you mean not the ones who are stuck off on themselves or something else? <laughs> help me, Jesus. Help us all. Thou will prepare their, plural, heart, singular. Thou will prepare their heart. Thou will incline thine ear to judge the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may no more oppress. You don't want the man of the earth to continue to do what he's been doing, Father God, to mind control or any of these other things. You said Satan comes to blind the minds of them so they cannot believe over in uh, was that 1 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the so-called God of this world. Father, we ask for your divine help in adjudications. We come boldly before your throne of grace. You said, if two of you on earth agree, such as anything else, it shall be done in my Father, which is in heaven. Father, the, the people in the New Testament church, in the book of Acts, by the power of your spirit, they weren't walking in the flesh every moment. I mean, they had their struggles, too. They were people. But, Father God, they, they had communion every day. That's what it says in the end of Acts chapter 2. They broke bread daily from house to house. What does that mean? Because Jesus was put to death in the flesh. So we they, they died daily. They, they 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 kept casting their cares on the Lord, so that's what we do, Lord. We cast all of our cares on you. We come to you, Father, in Jesus' name, humbly, because we can't save ourselves. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing in John chapter 15. But, Lord, we're not apart from you. You said, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world, the last verse of the Gospel of Matthew. So since you're with us and together with God, nothing shall be impossible we ask you to deliver all those people that can be delivered, including all the children in every nation, not just in Canada, every nation, all over your earth, Lord, because the earth is the Lord's. The people in Iceland, the people in China, the people in South Africa, the people in Chile, the people in Colombia, the people in Mexico, the people in every nation, every place where they're Still is a place still called a nation, even though the borders have been trying to be ripped down. Why the borders been ripped down? You said that you want to build all the walls of Jerusalem. Why is that important? Because you make a distinction between holy and unholy, between what people call good, what you call good. Some people call things good that aren't good, like this transgender business. We ask for your divine help, Father God. Please pour forth of your spirit. Anoint your servants afresh. We ask for the fullness of your spirit, Father God. We thank you for how you, what you did with Jesus, Father God. Where is that? In, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because Jesus had a little challenge in Luke, chapter 14. First, he was baptized. Is that, I think, oh, it's chapter 4, starting verse 1. Uh, that's where it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And kind of a set of a good It's verse 14. Uh, Luke chapter 4. Jesus, after he was baptized, Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Because uh, God was preparing him, 
what he's going to do. And then it says in verse 14, after Jesus went through the fast, after Jesus used the word of God, when Satan kept coming before him and saying, oh, if you're the son of God, cast yourself down. He was quoting part of, of uh, Psalm 91. But, but Jesus kept retorting with the word. He just kept saying, no, but it is written. It is said. It is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. So when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him for a season. Verse 14, Luke 4, 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Father, we ask to anoint the body of Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power. I talked to a lady over in uh, Bethlehem near Jerusalem. And she has people that she knows that are in, U- in uh, I don't know if she knows anybody in Ukraine. That's where they got most of their wheat from, by the way. To make the matzah with the nice Jewish people for their, anyway, for their unleavened bedtime. But Father God, she knows a lot of Christians. They're Christians in where? In Gaza. So, Father God, we know the heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked, it says in, in uh, whatever that is, in um, Jeremiah 17, I think it is. So, Father God, we know that there's a lot of people that have been uncovering things, even as we've been praying. And we've been praying these over and over and over again. And you've been doing it, and you're doing a really good job, Father. Quick, quick, quick. For you said in Luke uh, 8, 17, For nothing is secret, Jesus says, but that shall not be made manifest. Not anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Well, all these different mm, intelligence agencies, they call them intelligence agencies, you know, everything having to do with smart this and smart that. <laughs> there are people eating from the wrong tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, so-called intelligence agents, not just the KGB. Oh, no. Not just the CIA. Uh-uh. Not just, how about Mossad? Was Mossad involved with R-9-11? And did the head of, uh, of, of Israel, the supposed head in, in a human form, whether he's a real human or not, I don't know, Father God. But he doesn't seem to love other humans. And he says he's Jewish, or at least he even speaks Hebrew. It's pretty cool. But, Father God, you know, you can, you can uh, uh, look, look like a duck and quack like a duck, but if you're really a duck, um, maybe you need to learn how to swim and, and lay duck eggs and have baby ducks. So, Father God, you said we'll be known by our fruit. But you said in your word, not what the rabbis come up with, but what's written in the Torah, we're supposed to love even in the Jewish old, you know, in the Leviticus, wherever it is, 19 or 18, it says, maybe it's 18, 19, I forget, we're 19, 18. <clears throat> it says we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. Of course, they think that's only Jewish people, people they think that are Jewish. But God sees things differently because God loves all people. God so loved mankind, all the world, all the world, the Jewish people, Gentile people, red, yellow, black, and white, Canadians, Chinese. He so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. So, Father, help us all to change. Pour forth of your spirit. Because Jesus, after the fast, he came forth with not just full of the Holy Ghost. He wasn't just full of the Holy Ghost, like it says in Luke 4, 14. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit, Father God. We ask for that power to be poured forth, Father God, in this day, in this hour, Father God, in Jesus' name. He said, where is that? In, uh, I know it's in, uh, I guess we'll go there. I know it's also in Acts, but it's in uh, Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine the vain things? Speaking against the Lord, Yahweh, and, and his anointed. Who's that? The Messiah. Who's Jesus? He is the Messiah. Why do they do that? Because they don't know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
Let us break their bands in sunder and cast away their cords from us. It's called rebellion. Witchcraft. Rebellion. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And those people want to blend Islam and Christianity and say God. But Islam says God has no son. But Father God tells us in First John 3, around verse 23, that we're supposed to love every human being and believe in the name of his son. And that's why people get down on their knees and they humble themselves in the presence of the Lord. And they take the cup of salvation. Because apart from you, Lord, we can do nothing. Thank you for filling us with your spirit afresh. Drink into one spirit with you, Lord. Even as that vision of that liquid light being poured down from heaven on the body of Christ. We ask you to wake up the body of Christ all over your earth, Lord. And all these adjudications for all these different things Pastor Sabrina has just read through, Father God. Help mm. me to be clear in my thinking, Lord. All these different things, Father God. Trying to uh, use the same narrative that they did to uh, be, able to, be able to control the people, to protect Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who was, they spent a lot of trouble to, to raise him up by the WEF, put him in there, Father God, training him up, Father God. They're trying to discredit him, just like, uh, not, not discredit Trudeau, trying to discredit uh, anybody that would come against him, because, oh, they're just conspiracy theorists. Those that would, would want to say, well, well, Trump is a terrible person. He was controlled by Russia. They're, oh, my goodness. So, Father, we ask you to expose the real agenda behind all these things in Jesus' name. Is Elon Musk perfect? No. He may be human. I'm not quite sure. But, Father God, some of the things he's, he's advocating, like putting chips in humans, are doing it now, apparently, and even in chimpanzees. Well, it's not long before they're going to put it in humans. But we're supposed to hold every thought captive, but not with the help of AI, with the help of the Holy Ghost, Father. We need to keep on, as Pastor Sabrina was teaching us tonight so wonderfully, Father. Thank you for that teaching, Father. It's teaching us so wonderfully to keep on, like it says in, um, where was that, Lord? In um, Ephesians, Ephesians 6.17, I think it's where it was. Ephesians 6.17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So that's what we do, Father God. We keep on the helmet of salvation. The head of every man is Christ. We keep on the helmet of salvation. We hold all thoughts captive, and we don't want to entertain any of those vain imaginations. We thank you, Father, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And what you did, Father God, is so awesome. What you did with the New Testament church, Father God, is extraordinary, Father God. But you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you say in 1 Corinthians 5, where is that, Lord? 5, 4, chapter 5, verse 4. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you're gathered together, and my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because it's the spirit. Because we can't do it in the flesh. With Pat Holiday and Sabrina and, and Bill, they've all told us we're no match for the devil in the flesh. You know, yeah, you can have whatever you think, bazookas or I heard a beautiful story. 
Oh!